Before your selected episode begins, here's a word from our friends at Wrestling Recommendations. Hey wrestling fans, this is Eddie Shepard, one half of the guys over at Wrestling Recommendations, telling you to check out our podcast. Each week, myself and my best friend Travis Lasseter dive in with a deep retrospective and watch along to some of our favorite matches. We have curated a list of over 200 plus matches spanning over 40 plus years. We take all those matches, we throw them into a randomizer, and the very next week, that's the match we cover. Check us out at Wrestling Recom on Twitter, R-E-C-O-M-M, and Wrestling Recommendations on Facebook. And you can find us wherever podcasts are available. And let us bring our wrestling recommendations to you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Wrestling Purist Podcast. My name is Ryan, alongside um, a man who only gets hard when he walks into Home Home Depot and looks at all the two by fours. That is Jeff Hitman Hall. <laughs> oh. oh man! Uh, when he's when he's in the lumber section, and you're all the way on the other side side of the store. This... You hear, oh, you know that Jeff Hall is in the building. How, how much did it break your heart when he changed his two by four from pine to maple when he uh, went to Team Canada? Uh, uh, uh. This is never going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, the third voice here we have on this special episode uh, we have him here from Wrestling Recommendations. It is Travis Lasseter. Hello, everyone. I just want to say that uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan in the ring past 1988 blows ass. <laughs> end quote. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to watch through 1995 and watch him just suck it up in the ring and then he unfairly beat steve austin for the u.s title in 94 it just no sorry guys wasn't not, it not work. wasn't that like 30 seconds yeah it was terrible yeah. it was yeah. after steamboat had to retire they gave austin the belt then he lost it in 30 seconds great oh um usa um real quick before we get into this um starfield retro review i want to know what you guys thought about AEW collision from last saturday i'll let jeff go first (laughs) um i'm gonna be totally honest with you i just watched the cm punk segment so i watched the you know, they out they're coming out the promo and then I watched the main event. If you'd have told me a year ago, like or I guess maybe let, let's say two years ago, hey Jeff, your guy CM Punk's gonna wrestle Jay White, your other guy. I'm like, you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. Uh but yeah, no, it's it's actually real life and the truth. Um I don't know. I mean, it was just kind of punk doing his thing. Love him or hate him. He's doing the stuff that punk always does, good or bad, right? You know, so I don't know. I I think they're missing out on money. Like how he, if you don't want to do immediately, I can somewhat understand. But but at the same token, how he's not wrestling the elite in any shape or fashion or form and selling out. You know, like the that that'll draw money. 
So how they're not doing that at at some point within I don't know a month or two. They're they're dumb. But, because the elite is scared to wrestle Punk now. I guess they don't they don't want to do anything with them. But you don't know if that's just dirt sheet garbage or if it's actually true. But I mean, they're costing Tony Khan money by not willing to work together, which is stupid in my opinion. Um, I mean, I just collision was what it was. I didn't, I wasn't super hyped for it. I mean, it's a Saturday night show. Uh, it's pretty much everybody that has ever had a problem in AEW has now been thrown onto one television show, whether it's Andrade, the announcer messed up and called, uh, buddy Matthews, buddy Murphy on fucking TV. Yeah. Um, um, it's just, and then their ropes are red. Like I get it. You're trying to be like nitro, but now you're coming off like raw light in my opinion. Um, Miro comes back, beats a jobber. Like it's just a rampage or a dynamite with a different name, different night of the week. And pretty much they're making more money off the show, but they didn't get an extension on their contract. So when this show fails, what's going to happen? Like, I mean, because I don't see it sustaining on a on a Saturday night against UFC, WWE, uh, live <laughs> premium live events, uh, stuff like that, man. I just don't see it sustaining. And I agree with Jeff. Punk's promo was cool. I liked seeing him come back. But to me, they'll never recapture the first time he came back. Yeah, and that's what they were trying to do here. And it just it, it it's not going to happen. And if he can't talk about the elite and he can, he can only take that one shot he took, like, I mean, I get his back, but now it's going to be like you're always dodging that. And that's going to be his legacy. That's going to be their legacy if they don't somehow capitalize on this. Is You had Hogan and, and Flair that should have been at WrestleMania. Now you're going to have Punk and the Elite that should have had some kind of match and capitalized on all that money. And now they're not going to do it. Um, I, I'm excited to see Punk and Joe, but I would have liked to have seen it 10 years ago before it is now when they're both not – the men they you know were but yeah uh, i mean it is what it is i just just another show nothing really to write home about the only thing that came out of it is this sky blue memes that everybody's talking about and Dead butts, and that's about it and next week it'll be tony storm and she they take a picture of her standing on the ring on the other side of the ring so i don't know man just just another show to me wasn't really anything to write home about hmm. Um, what I, I will think, say, go ahead. Okay. Um, Travis, I, I, I think you're right. I'm, I thought the same thing too. It looked like old school um, night or WCW, you know, when they had like, although the computer didn't like, you know, the, the doors opened up and it looked like it was like metal. Like it looks just like that. And it's definitely like the land of misfit wrestlers, you know, misfit toys, misfit wrestlers, unfortunately. Yeah. And Luchasaurus beating Wardlow. Can you, can you kill Wardlow anymore? I mean, can they just, Take this. I mean, they took the title off of him again. So, like, where's he going now? Like, what what's next? He's gonna go wrestle Orange Cassidy for the International All Atlantic Reject <laughs> Championship. Like, I don't know how much more you can kill Wardlow and expect him to come back from it. Like, you had a ready-made star a year ago and you fucked him, and now he lost to a dinosaur. I'm sorry, a dark dinosaur. Now, yep. instead of Christian, he loses to the damn dinosaur. It's even better course so i thought this so i thought this was okay and it wasn't great it was just below good um i'm 
I'm really done with CM Punk. I I'm I've I've been this way since he returned last year or whatever fucking year he came back. It was last year. 2021, right? 2021 he came back. Two years ago. Now. Yes. Yeah. yeah, two. Okay, so we're almost two full years into this. I am not a punk guy. I really didn't care that after seven years, somebody who had just fizzled out of WWE, regardless of what the reason was, is for years was saying, "Oh, I'm oh," and the rumors were always swirling. Is he gonna come back? Oh, he doesn't come back. Oh, he doesn't come back. Ugh. Like n- nobody cares. Okay, but then I was shown wrong, and this is a great decision by Tony Khan. Put the debut or the second week or whatever of rampage in Chicago, CM Punk comes, comes back. It's one of it's a top five to 10 return in all of you know, pro wrestling history. It was fantastic. Had some fine matches, nothing above four. I mean, other than the dog collar match, honestly, nothing above a four, a, a four star match. If we're being honest. Okay. He is not a ring general anymore. He is not what he used used to be, but in any capacity, what he can do is he can tell a story in the ring. He can tell a story in the match. That doesn't make your wrestling better, dude. Okay, so we're gonna sit here after him being gone for ten months. We're we're all we're all excited to see him come back and maybe wrestle and, and you know Kenny Omega, a Jackson, the other Jackson, hang Hangman Page again. After ten months of him not being so great in the ring, we're expecting him to have an even better match after being gone for so long. I think it's crazy. I also think that this whole thing about collision being centered around him is fucking stupid. Okay, when you have a brand new show that is fully centered around one talent, that's called being held over a barrel. Tony Khan has zero fucking leverage against this guy. And I don't know how many mounds of Coke CM Punk saw in the <laughs> back room to, to, to hold this man at, you know, gunpoint over barrel black blackmailing. But this concept is so ridiculous. Okay. The, the opening promo is fine. And now he's got this red and now he's got this red duffel bag, Mag, MacGuffin, whatever. So, and the six man tank was a was a fucking joke. We're coming into this match. We're thinking that it's gonna be fucking competitive. Punk's in ring for like three to three to four minutes tops. Okay. Oh, but yeah, they won. He's back. Who cares? He can't wrestle. He's his his in ring abilities at this point, upper mid card at best. Not a drop higher. Okay, the only reason that he's a main event talent is because he's quote unquote controversial. That's it. That's it. If his name wasn't CM Punk and he doesn't drop a pipe bomb every week and take 20 to 25 minutes of screen time just ranting and raving on the mic, nobody would give a fucking shit. Tell us how you really feel here. <laughs> I'm have one God. <laughs> I'm not God. <laughs> I was gonna let him go, Travis. I was just like, hey, hey fuck it, go ahead, <laughs> get it out. Tell me, tell me where I'm. Then, where I'm it, hold on, tell me where where the law is. Fuck you. I mean, punk. If they're taking your if heart, I'm let it lies. out. <laughs> yeah, if I, yeah, if I'm telling lies, go ahead and go ahead and tell me. Well, the, the problem is, is whether you like punk or not. I don't mean you, Kai, but just people, whoever fans. Yeah. Um, it's the, the the same. Tony has the same problem with him that he has with the elite. 
you know, that you've let you've either let punk, uh, you know, or you're a mark for punk, like you're a mark for your friends. And now, like you said, you've built one show around CM Punk's built around him slash. He can't be on the other show. So you had to make another well, one made another other show. But, you know, you had to get another show just to get money out your investment. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we've got to make a whole nother show or we already were, but now we're going to put it around punk just so we can get this guy on the thing. Oh, because the elite or whoever, you know, they don't want to work with them. Uh, and I'm probably paying them. God knows how many millions of dollars. So again, at the end of the day, this is Tony Khan's problem. Well, as I was about to say, this is, this is one of it's, it's a huge problem because now you have, divided your audience in the in the fact of if punk's on a show people know the bucks and the kenny aren't going to be on the show so that section of your audience isn't going to pay to go to that show so and vice versa if you have yeah. punk fans they're not going to go to the elite kenny show and he did it to himself and if they allow these people to stay apart and they tony khan allows them to control his business then can anybody take him seriously as a promoter? Like no. you can't. Like Dave Meltzer can't keep giving him promoter of the year when he has literally <laughs> divided his company in half over something he should have nipped in the bud before it ever got to the, <clears throat> to the press conference. Because I will, if, I will say, if Punk was telling him, "Hey, man, these guys are are fucking with me," and he didn't do anything about it, and then he was like, "I got nothing to lose. I'm injured. I'm going to be out anyway," and he took it into his hands. If Tony Cohen had any balls, he would have got up and told Punk to shut up during that press conference and be like, we'll talk about this later. Yeah. We'll, we'll discuss this in the back. But no, he let him keep going and going and going. And then he tried to use that as hype for Punk's return, and it backfired in his face. That's that's what I said when it happened. He should have said he should have said right then and there, hey, man, chill the fuck out. Or, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm, I'm the booker man. I'm the owner. I'm this. I'm that. Like, relax. Oh, but he didn't. <clears throat> and again, at the end of the day, Punk Punk has the high ground out of everything because he actually, he does, the elite, they need to wrestle. Like, as in, like, they want, I mean, listen, I'm, Punk has a fucking ego and he wants to be out here in front of people too, but he doesn't have to be, you know? He, he really doesn't. Yep. The elite have to be. It's their company and their pseudo, the CEOs or not, or by name or by title, but you can go beat people up and you're not fired. But anyway, they're the ones that, that were the, you know, they have a circle jerk for themselves. So, well, you know, and it, it all goes back to even more. Why did Cody Rhodes leave? Mm-hmm. Like there, I mean, well, he had to sign well, NDA when he left. So technically yeah. you're not going to find out, but, it probably well, had to do with them. Well, the same thing you, you I heard Kazarian on Kurt Angle's podcast kind of say, I mean, not the same thing, but he was saying, you know, I was, you know, him and um, uh, uh, Christopher Daniels were there at the beginning, you know, before before the company even had a name or even had any letters or had anything. He said, mm-hmm. and when this when this time came up for his contract, he said, I'm good. He said because it ended up turning into something that wasn't what they that, talked about. Yeah, it wasn't what they talked about and wasn't really for them. So. Well, and that's the thing. Like, more and more of that is going to happen with the original people that have saw it be told to them that it was going to be one thing, and mm-hmm. now it's became completely opposite. 
and he's gone off to impact and he's actually being able to wrestle. Whereas in AEW, you would barely see him. You barely see half the roster. Even with collision, you're barely going to see half the roster. Well, I was talking to Cod, so that I was watching Collision. And it's like, oh, Scorpio Sky. And I'm just like, oh, so mm-hmm. like, so even he's been like put to the. Uh, we don't know what to do with you, Scorpio Sky. So we're gonna because the S, you know, SCU is gone. Someone, of course, a piece of them. So just go beyond Collision. I go okay. So like I said, to the land of misfit toys. Got it. Well, and that's the problem with that is he won that whole. Was it ladder match of the future yep. and all that stuff? Was TNT champion and then he vanished after he lost the belt. Didn't do anything else after he lost oh. the belt. And now are you gonna put the TNT title exclusively on one show and the TBS titles on another show? Like <sighs> you're gonna have to do something with those belts. I mean, you already got too many damn belts at this point, but I don't know, man. I, I'm just not – I don't see Moxley working with Punk again after all that stuff, so you might as well just keep that BBC elite feud going for two more years on one channel and FTR versus whoever else you want to put on the other channel because at this point, Bullet Club Gold is a joke. Like, I, I mean, Jay White got kicked out of Bullet Club, but now he's over here making another Bullet Club, calling it Bullet Club Gold. Like, Yeah, they fucked him over. come up with something else? To God. do fucking Jay White. God, hey, pisses, never, pisses. never, never forget who kicked Jay White out of out of New Japan. God, this pisses me off. He's in the G one, Jeff. Was it? Eddie this. Kingston the other Stop. night was coming back. That wasn't even a big thing to me. What the fuck is he doing? No. Been? So not not to get too far off track because I I do want to sort of circle back to collision, but everybody is praising. How well done the finish to dynamite was. It wasn't great, people. Okay. If 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 you liked it, the circus came to town and left. Okay. You had one schmuck running out, and then you had and then you had Takeshita run out, and then you had Omega run out, and then you had Eddie <sighs> Kingston run out. Okay, it's- so it sounds like their usual, you know. Usual it's a skits. circle jerk. Skits and bits. It's, look, it's WCW it makes, oh, 1997 schmoz finish to every Nitro where the NWO comes out and ruins the end of the show. They're just not spray painting people yet. It's coming. Well, they, can't, they can't because the, the, the girl group, whatever, is doing it. <laughs> the Golden Elite. I mean, was it Golden Lovers? The Golden Elite forms again? Oh, no, no, I believe they're gonna be painting some gold money signs on people's back. Uh, Jeff, they're doing I DX. really they're doing DX. Yeah, I really wish they were just called the girl group though, because that would be really great. I had forgot their name. <laughs> okay. what, what's her name? God, Kiss the Outcast. No, 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 yeah. no. Outcast. No, that no. I that that actually got got me. I would I would rather than be called the girl group because they're not really the outcasts. They're just average. They're so good, though, man. Uh, I mean, they brought Soraya back. I'm sorry, Paige. I'm going to call her Paige. Fuck it. Yeah. Everybody knows her as Paige. So they brought her back. What's she doing? She already injured because I ain't seen her in a while. I believe so. Um, she hasn't been back in a few weeks. Um, what I what I will say that I absolutely despise, and this is a real nitpicky thing, but like, um, 
like Tony Storm's uh, sig- signature is that she does that um, hip attack in the corner. But like now they're all about smacking asses and like, ooh yeah, there's my ass. And like, okay, I know this is a really this is a real nip nitpicky thing. But like, it's not an ass attack; it's a hip attack. There's a there is a difference. Okay, it's just like Naomi's rear end. Stupid name, stupid concept. It's it, it's a very minute thing that just annoys the piss out of me. But it's a hip attack. Okay, you run around smacking asses, spray painting fans in the face. Like, whether they're plants or not. I don't fucking care. Tony Storm is just average. She's average. She's not even a top 10 female worker in the world. But we're treating her like she's God, God's greatest creation. Well, the problem with that is, is, is she had every chance to become greater. And the spotlight got too heavy for her. And she quit WWE. Yep. Like, that's what I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't. I mean, I get it. You're unhappy somewhere, but like when they're pushing you against Charlotte Flair to be in a main program and you just can't handle the pressure. I mean, did you just go to AEW because it's just a good time? Like (laughs) what, what is going on there? Yeah, There's more to that story, but I just don't think that's. Well, well, because I'll probably pay her double her salary and for less work. So. What does that sound like, though? People jumping ship from one promotion to the other to work half the time for twice the money. WCW. Damn right. Um, Luchasaurus is your TNT champion. The only thing I liked about this is that um, after the match, Christian was the one that was celebrating with the title. I really enjoyed that. (laughs) Yes, he deserves it. Damn right he does. Um, uh, of course, the Buddy Matthews and Dorade match was probably one of the best, at, at least one of the better TV matches we've seen this year, and that's across the board, y'all. I, it's it's no it's no joke. The these guys said, you know what, we got uh probably about fifteen minutes, and <laughs> just go out and start throwing shit against the wall. I mean. And the thing of it is, those guys are both quality workers. Like, I wouldn't expect them not to have a good match. It's yeah. just, is it, you knew who was going to win that. I mean, he's mm-hmm. not going to lose his debut coming back. No. I mean, I guess it's setting up for him to bring some people in to wrestle the House of Black for the trio's title. Cool. If the trio's titles mean anything. They don't. Since they're having, was it, house rules matches, which everyone shit on. The fact that the fiend used to have matches in the red, but now that it's a house rules match, you can have fucking matches under bright white lights and all this other shit, and no one shits Ooh. on that in AEW. Ooh. What, 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 what the, what's the house rules? What the hell is that? You watched it with us the last time they had a pay per view. What match? Remember, was that? it was House of Black versus the the acclaimed and Daddy Ass, and like the crowd lighting was was out but oh, okay, there was the okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah okay so yeah, yeah that's why we get like that's fine we get aw's like oh we love this but no fiend matches in red no sin Cara matches in blue like mm. none of that shit yeah. um really glad to see scorpio skies alive 
Um, that's great. Sucks he's on the B show, but I guess it is what it is. Miro looks fantastic. Uh, women's match was kind of a joke. Um, and then we had the announcement that it's going to be on Dynamite. It's going to be Jeff Jeffers and Mark Briscoe in a concession stand brawl. God, it's like, let me just steal everything everybody else ever did that was good and put it on my show and make it worse. <laughs> Which I like, Jeff Jarrett. Don't get me wrong. Uh, two things. One, Travis is 100% correct. That's literally what they do. At every and they think they're being like, oh, cool, we're gonna pay homage to like, yeah, but but you make it worse, you know, you make it some directional fuckery. Like the Tupelo Mississippi deal is legendary, and y'all are gonna, you know, take it and make it some type of shithousery, like you did last time when, um, um, Hangman Page was drinking milk at a bar and Kenny was sitting next to him. Like it's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. And then two, ain't he great? Ain't he great? And and here's the thing about that, man. Jeff Jarrett's in the middle of another fucking run in a major company, taking time from young young guys, which I, yes. I don't hate Jeff Jarrett for doing it, but I'm just saying, like, and he's and getting tra- TV time over and these tra- dudes. And Travis, he can still corrupt prom- promos, and he still looks like a fucking million dollars. Oh, yeah. Facts. Oh, by the, and by the and by the way, he can work. So there's there's that. You know, like his, his work. He he's never had a step to lose, so his work looks just as good as it always has because that's fucking Jeff Jarrett. But have everybody else tell you, oh, Chris Jericho is having matches. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Crazy how would... yeah. Crazy how Jeff Jarrett doesn't have to do like a Canadian destroyer off of a ladder bridge through four tables and and just snap his ankle in half just to. Just to you know, get a get attention. The dude can get heat doing little things, and that's the best thing about it. His tag team his, with Jay Lethal is a, a guilty pleasure. Why they didn't win the tag titles still pisses me off. But I just like man, his 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 wife got more heat than fucking Kenny Omega's gotten his whole this whole hero run. His fucking wife, Karen Jarrett, got more heat in fucking. Uh, can we even say a month? Uh, I'm being. Uh, let's no. just say a month. You know, three weeks, two weeks. Then Kenny Omega's got as a bad guy, his whole fucking run here in AEW. So you know, there you go. Yeah. Well, he is great though. I wish we would have taken this five-minute segment that the acclaimed had and given it to Buddy Murphy and Rade. That would have been really nice because the segment was stupid. And then, like I said, the six-man tag was fine. I'm glad that Jim Ross decided to take a step back after this match because he sounded like crap. Also, Kevin Kelly's probably going to be on the call for for uh, Forbidden Door. Um so if you have never heard of Kevin Kelly before this, he is normally very on, on point, very on point. And I don't know what was going on on this night in particular. Uh, he slipped up, I think, like two or three times before CM Punk came out. And I was like, God damn it, Kevin Kelly. There's my thing about Forbidden Door, not to show him Kevin Kelly, because I like Kevin Kelly. Mm-hmm. But there's only, what, four matches announced for Forbidden Door in the pay-per-views this weekend? 
because right. there's going to be there's going to be a special announcement and it's going to be nine days from today you're going to have uh, you're going to like you know I'm saying something a like, battle yeah. royal to determine the number one contender to the all Atlantic championship and the final mm. spot in the G1 or some bullshit yeah it's going to be fucking terrible but i i guess in his mind he's saying that i have three matches or i have three shows before forbidden door i can announce more matches sure yeah with no fucking build or anything like let let's let's not forget that last year's show had like 14 matches on them or 15 matches Four pre-show matches. Jeff and I were sitting in the theater watching it, okay, with the other dozen AEW supermarks that were in there. Mm-hmm. All fifteen of us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hoot and a holler. I tell you that. Or Jeff wasn't uh, ready to punch these guys in the face at all. Oh, it was funny to watch though. Uh- Oh well, you should have seen her. But like the guy turned around when I, I booed the elite. He he turned around like what? Like yeah, they're, they're believe it or not, his head's about to explode. <laughs> yeah, there's people that don't like the elite. It's yeah, fun. like how? Jesus. Yeah. Uh. Well, let's talk about our retro review for this evening. One <laughs> night stand, two thousand and six. This is um. For all intents and purposes, a WWE produced ECW show, whereas last year's show, it was a WWE produced ECW show. Last year's version of this in 2005, um, you had a lot of ECW notes. Uh, I think you got the ECW vibe from everything. Even the guys that are currently in WWE, but wrestled on the 05 show, you still got that ECW vibe from them. Mm-hmm. We look at this 2006 show and it just doesn't have, I mean, you know, they're in, they're in the Hammerstein ballroom. Um, you know, they have, they have all the tropes, but it's, it's too clean. I don't know. Does that not, does that make sense? It's not the same, Bob. I, I get what you're saying. It, yeah. yeah. The all, other one felt like a reunion. We're going to do this the most ECW way we can. Everything's going to have the fingerprints of ECW. This one very much felt like a WWE produced ECW show leading into their new television show where they're trying to revive it. Like, it's yes. about establishing that brand, not paying homage to ECW. Yes. This reminded me of, um, I can't remember. I get him confused. All in or all out. Like, Oh, we're doing our own show. Uh, this is a ring of honor show actually, you know, all in, it's all in, all in. Yeah. 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 And again, like this, the Hammerstein ballroom is great. So it had, at least it had that in the atmosphere. It was wild, but it, what both of you, we're saying, yeah, it's definitely a WWE ECW show. Which just signs of things to come. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because we did just get the announcement that ECW is um, the third brand, still dubbed ECW. 
Um, so this is the first, so this is technically the first pay-per-view to feature ECW talent. If you want to say so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm just going to tell you when ECW was announced as a third brand, I was not excited for it when it came back. Cause I'm like, there's no way they're going to be able to do what they did in the late nineties or any of that under Vince McMahon's watch, no matter what the dirt sheets were saying at the time that Paul Heyman's going to run it, blah, 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 blah. It was never going to work from the get go. And as soon as they put big show in ECW and, and shit like that, I was like, yeah, Kurt Angle, I could see. Cause he, he kind of, uh, he kind of was what ECW was with Taz and Dean Malito yeah. and people mm-hmm. like that. But, Mm-hmm. Big Show had no reason to be in ECW. He was not even a nine one one type character or anything <laughs> like that. So when they put Big Show in there, I was like, "Yeah, we're we're fucked." Yep, I'm. I agree with Travis one hundred percent. I remember this and thinking like, just like Travis said, well, there's no way they're going to really let them, you know, and 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 they probably shouldn't, to be fair. But <laughs> you know, I just like there's no way they're going to be ECW, and then. Yeah, no. big show and everything else, and all all this, it just it just wasn't right. And and I know I know Cobb's going to talk about it, but I could see it in Paul Heyman. He during the opening promo he has for this show, he really wanted it to be ECW yeah. again. Like mm-hmm. he's speaking from the heart. Like I'm going to make this work. People are going to see it on a bigger scale, and it's going to take off. And it's going to we're going to show the world why we still should have been here to begin with. He believed it in his heart, but it's mm-hmm. just like it's just like the foreshadowing. Like, I, like some things didn't age well. This promo is passionate and great, but it did not age well for what happened with ECW brand. It, it just did not age well at all. No, and you're right. And this is, and where everything started to turn is really after this, and a few ep- and like you know, like an episode or two where you kind of start to get the vibe where. They weren't called superstars, but they were called extremists, and yeah. they were they were called vixens instead of divas. But then you go from what ECW was known for, kind of the extreme part of extreme championship wrestling, and you started to implement you know, countouts and disqualifications, and you know extreme rules matches are only when it's announced as an extreme rules match. Yeah, it's there's just, a there's a big thing on this show that t- told me a lot about what ECW was going to be, and yep, we'll yep. get to it. But it just like you said, the rules were different. Things that happened in the old ECW were happening were not happening here. That would have never happened in the old ECW. And I don't know, man. It's just it had potential, but it just did not work. No. Uh, but we do open the show, um, like you know, Travis alluded to. We get Paul Heyman who cuts his promo in the ring. It's very emotional. It's very passionate. Um, thanks to guys who wanted to be hardcore instead of a superstar. Um, and then it says the tribe of extreme has risen again. Uh, and all of this is great. You know, and this is a perfect way to get the crowd set up for your show. Um. And then you get your ECW theme. And then 
<laughs> the boo birds are out early, y'all. Uh, oh, yeah. J- Jerry the King Lawler out. Uh, he's got his um, he's got his schmirk on there, and um, he goes over, he slaps Joey, Joey Styles in the face. Stiff, I might add. Yeah, um, his fucking glasses went flying. <laughs> you hear it on the, yeah. comment, the uh, commentary yeah. mic, too, like, pow! Hot take, too. <laughs> Joey Lawler's in better shape than Taz is here. No oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Joey Styles tries to call him the Burger King and tell uh, him he's got a lot going around the waist, but they didn't uh, mention anything about Taz being... Yeah, <laughs> Taz is the one wrestling in the goddamn, you know, fucking FUBU fucking baseball jersey. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um. So, Taz jumps in the ring. He tries to put the Taz mission on Lawler. Lawler tries a pile driver. Um. He gets Taz mission. It's over. I also was uh, upset that we didn't get um. Beat me if you can. Survive if I let you. We got his yeah. WWF. WWE music. It was a weird WWE WWF music for him too. Like it really wasn't the. Well, the, it, uh, 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 all show they were like that. Like Kurt Angle's music was like that too. So I don't know if they're trying to make uh, ECW uh, themes yeah. for them. Original yeah, things like, for them. I don't know. Like I, at first, I thought like when I listened to the Kurt Angle music, I was like, okay, maybe they're trying to do that so they don't they don't give you the spot to say you suck you know what i'm saying but then it, everybody's music was kind of like that for the rest of the night so i was like all right i guess yeah i'm um i'm sure jeff doesn't consider this a match <laughs> this is this a match part no this is already knocked out of the park here like they're literally trying to capitalize on what lawler did in hmm. 97 yep. 98 like yep. It wasn't even a, it was just a damn segment at this point when it really wasn't even a match. So yeah, is what it is on that. I I honestly I, I actually didn't mind I actually didn't mind this because I I would assume one Taz has to be on commentary too. He probably can't wrestle like that anyway, and him and he wasn't gonna really 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 wrestle fucking Lawler. So I thought it was clever, you know, to get Styles involved to get everybody involved for a little quick not hot shot, but you know, a little cheap pop, a little cheap. Cheap is this match segment? Mm. Sorry, just caught a uh, glimpse of Seth coming out for his NXT for his World Heavyweight Championship match against NXT competitor Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker, fucking Braun Braun break your ass. Um, but yeah, this isn't a match. This is more of something to get the crowd popped. Which is fine. Um, Lawler's willing to do the job. All, all as well. Then we get a video. Um, the Big Show is revealed that he's turned on Raw for the. So this would be turn number like forty-seven, and now he's an ECW guy. Great. No one cares. For no reason. No, and that's this is when I was like I said, you start seeing what ECW was going to become, and you're like, yeah, that's not it. It's not what you want. And they tried to put it out there like it's a big deal. I'm like, fuck that. 
so nothing like feeding this to your ECW crowd going from the big show being an ECW guy now to Randy Orton versus Kurt Angle. Because that says ECW. I loved it. Yeah, so so the thing with this here um, is that after this, Kurt would be out for two months, so he... This is a really weird period for both of these guys. Angle would be out for two months, um, and then Randy Orton is actually coming off of a suspension for two months, so um, the storyline is that Angle broke his ankle, and then that's how we get this match. But this is um, this is the show that you see the gift for Randy Orton about all, all the time, where he's walking to the ring and a fan punches him in the arm, and he kind of just stops and stares at him, and then just yeah. keeps walking. It's good. It's good. Um, it um it is Randy Orton's such a fucking dickhead. <laughs> like, like in, in a in a good way. God, this is so good. And he comes out and hot take. I kind of like this music better than his than his yes. whatever is whatever you call it. Uh, her voices. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah, actually, yeah, this, this one's a banger. But but yeah, burn burning my light, baby. Sorry. Um, but yeah. I thought this was a solid match. Um, my match tonight is going to surprise a lot of you anyway when we get to it. Um, but no, but Randy Orton, wrestling is Randy Orton style, and the crowd gets on him early. And of course, they, of course they chant pussy at him. Yeah. They chant a lot of things at him. <laughs> yes. They, they, um, ECW crowd. Angle's going to kill you. Fuck you, Orton. You can't wrestle. Boring. He's Another got real, Orton. real heat. Good heat. He's going to be break his ankle. Uh, this is when Orton still did the roids, though. Yes. <laughs> you can see it. You can see it in the shoulders, man. Oh, boy. Um, this is definitely a slow burn, though. I think if you can get past the first few minutes, this is a really good match. Uh, and it's, it's not that Randy Orton can't work. It's not that Kurt Angle can't work because obviously we gush on this show about Kurt Angle a lot. But mm-hmm. it's it's the fact that you are, for all intents and purposes, the opening match for this ECW show, Randy Orton versus Kurt Angle. It had to be more. Yeah. I can agree with that. They're They're trying to get over... Angle as the wrestling machine and, and make him that future star for ECW. But to me, like the crowd was more into their chance than they were the match, even though mm-hmm. I thought they had a, uh, they had a good match. Um, it's just, I don't think Orton really gave a damn at this point. Like if you look at his face during the intro and when he's walking out, standing in the ring, this isn't the Orton we know now that wants to have good matches. This is the Orton that just came off a drug suspension. Doesn't give a shit. Knows he's losing. He's got the boo-boo face as he walks out. Like, he still put on a, a, a damn good match. No, but he, he could have done better. He, I mean, he could have done yeah. more in this match. And 
I just think that he was pissed that he was on the ECW show and knew he was losing the Kurt Angle right off the bat coming back. Uh, I think you're right. I think Orton decided, well, I'm getting paid no matter what, so fuck it, you know? I mean, I did add this match to our wrestling recommendations just so we could talk about the match and, you know, different things here. But, like, there, there's spots where you're like, man, this is about to pick up. It's going to be really, really good. And then, you know, it just kind of gets into Kurt Angle trope of, you know, changing out the, the ankle lock and all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. it just ends. That that's pretty much it. They could have they could have done more. You could have got rid of the Taz thing and then gave them that those minutes and probably made this match better. Yeah. Yeah, but the finish, um, Kurt Angle gets the ankle lock on. He does uh the leg lock with it, and Orton taps out. Just over 15 minutes. Um Joey Styles on commentary says this is Kurt Angle's first win as an ECW wrestler. Um, huge pop for Angle when he wins. Uh, I think it was more yeah. for... I think it was more for Orton than it was for Angle. But... Um, and the and the crowd, he looked... And props to Randy Orton. He's selling this ankle injury like there's nobody's business. But <laughs> the crowd... Uh, not only Channing, you you tapped out, but also still calling him a pussy. So yeah, heat, real heat. It was, it was it's good. <sighs> if only there wasn't for another one. But yeah, so this is, uh, so this happened exact date here. So this is June eleventh. Um, he would come out. Um, a few weeks later challenge the ECW champion to a match he lost um he would be on TV for a couple more times with ECW but then uh he asked for his release in all in late August of 2006 and got it for health reasons um he said on his champion DVD that um he asked for his release because um he couldn't take time off and was working hurt um at at more points than none, he was severely injured. Um, but he also says that he was on top of the payroll when he quit. So, I mean, the money was in the right spot. Just there hit a point in Angle's like end of his first run with WWE, and he just could not stay healthy. No, like no matter what he did, he was getting hurt. Like. Like, was this famous story where he pulls his pants down in the meeting and his groin's black and blue? And, like, he has to do that to show Vince that he is actually hurt. And he pulls the pants down so in front of everyone so they see it. Um, Kurt Angle deserved better than that, man. Like, if he's hurt, the man's hurt. Like, the dude had a broken fucking neck and he won Olympic gold medal. Like, the dude's not going to lie to you. Um, but he put more pressure on himself than anyone to be the best wrestler in the world. And some of those addiction problems catch up to him later in TNA too. So it's not just WWE, but a lot of what he did in WWE hurt his career later on, the more it went. Yeah. I mean, it's the pressure from being on, being on top, trying to stay on top. Like you said, 
God, we've covered it. Didn't Brady broke his neck and right opted to not have surgery and took off like six weeks and then just came right back, right? As WrestleMania, as the lead up to right in, uh, WrestleMania nineteen. Yeah, uh, all yeah. the days work. Seriously, it's fucking bonkers, man. Um, but his last ECW match was August fourteenth. He wrestled Danny Doring, and then in October of two thousand six, Kurt Angle made the. Uh, best decision, and he joined Total Nonstop Action Wrestling. Um, got some time off, got some R and R, came back, and um, of course, um, the rest is history because his TNA runs fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, even though we don't talk about TNA anymore, um, <laughs> it was it was it was a great. He does have a great run, man. Um. When he comes in in 06, it's like a house of fire. You think that's going to be the turning point for TNA. And it, it, it didn't turn it, but it put more eyes on TNA mm-hmm. when he went in there. Uh, no doubt about it. It's just ah, what they could have done more, man, with Kurt Angle in WWE from, you got to think, 06 to 2010. Just imagine what he could have done in, in that era. Shit. Yeah. I agree. This this feud right here could have been huge. Yeah. Too bad it wasn't. Uh, up next, uh, we have a tag team match uh, with Super Crazy and Yoshihiro Tajiri taking on the FBI, being represented by Little Guido and Tony Mamaluke. Uh this is a tag match that definitely happened. Um, I enjoy everything that Super Crazy does. He was one of my favorites <laughs> in, towards uh, the dying days of e- of of ECW. Didn't win a whole lot, but God damn it, is he was he good in the ring? Especially he's working with the same guys he was working with, like Tajiri, uh, Guido. Uh, he 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 worked with the Jerry Lives, the Lance Storms. Uh, yes. The ju- the the Just Incredibles, the Mikey Whipwrecks, like wrestled with all of the guys who should have been higher on the card, um, but for some reason were still wrestling the the openers. You mean Nunzio? He's still Nunzio here, guys. <laughs> eh, yeah. Fuck that. They even make a Tony Marinara joke during this uh, <laughs> show, which is was his WCW <laughs> name. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's. Joey Styles does it, and then Taz is like Marinara, and he's like, "Yeah, just trying to make a joke or something like that." Yeah. And nobody got, but Marinara, or sorry, Mama Luke was very underrated kind of guy. Like he was, he always had great matches when he was in the East, short-lived ECW show that he was on. But like, he's kind of a job guy. But like, he was he was a good wrestler. Um, super crazy. Uh, I liked Super Crazy, but I was always a Tajiri fan. Jerry was oh, yeah. my dude in that feud, man. Was my guy. I'm with Travis. Yeah, uh, I love me some Mama Luke's. So, yeah, yeah, you can get me sitting wrong about the old Mama Luke's. But yes, man, Tajiri. God, I just can't. God, Tajiri just is it for me. And any, like you said, God, any iteration of a handful of these guys you know, wrestling and, you know, six man, you know, six man tags is another I'm, I'm all about. So um, I feel like you, you can't have 
you can't have a ECW show and not have, like you said, Wimp Rack and 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 Super Crazy and the Mama Luke's and Tajiri. Like you just, you know, you, you gotta have you gotta have them on the card. It, is, yeah. it was crazy seeing Tajiri in his hustle tights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't, he didn't bother to get new tights, man. I'm just wearing my hustle tights. Big deal. He doesn't care. He know he knows his place. I mean, this is all set up too, just so the big show can come in and dominate the people at the end of the match, and that's sad. So yeah, sad. um, I did enjoy um at the beginning. Um, I think I think it's uh, Joey Joey Styles who um who like who like drops a wrestling move name and he calls like a key lock. And then Taz is like, I'm used to a play-by-play guy that doesn't know moves. Short arm yeah. scissors. It was a short arm scissors. Oh, he's sorry, like, yeah. sorry. He's like, he's yeah. like, I haven't seen that in like five years. He's like, you just mean you haven't heard it called in five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great it's bit. Good, good, good. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a this is a fine tag tag match. Nothing, nothing over the top. Just like Travis said, it's all set up so that the big show could be the big show. Um, but um, the FBI hit a uh, double fisherman's buster on on Tajiri. Guido covers, wins. Uh, doesn't matter, all for naught. Big Show comes in, kills everybody. Yeah, that should have been your first red flag of what this ECW <laughs> was going to be. Um, I would have much rather just seen another triple threat match between Super Crazy, Nunzio, and Tajiri. Yes. Uh, and my, but I think didn't they do that in 2005 though? I think they did that in 05. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, I get what they're doing here, trying to get the FBI over as a tag team and stuff for the new ECW. But yeah, the triple, the triple threat match was where their money was, not not this tag match. Yeah, it was super crazy. Guido and Tajiri. Um, also, now that I'm looking at it, the thing that bothered me about that. Um, they called it a three-way dance. Good thing it was, because I would have been really fired, fired up. Uh, <laughs> but look, I that's another thing that just gets me so incredibly fired up. Okay, I I prefer a three-way dance, but if it's a triple threat, I'm fine with it. But don't call it a three-way dance if it's a triple threat match. AEW did that a few weeks back, and I got really fucked. I got really pissed. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that's too hard to ask, too much to ask for. It's very simple. Either have, either do it one way or do it the other way, but then call it that way. It doesn't make any sense for you to miss to to get words words confused. Fucking stupid. Now I'm getting worked up over this stupid shit. <laughs> anyway. Just mention a couple names and we just go off on our tangent here for a second. Nah. <laughs> um, I'm not getting triggered by uh double by double K tonight. I'm already gonna say it. I'm good. Damn. That happened the last time and I was like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't do that as much. Although fuck you, Chris Keith. Uh <laughs> do it. Get it in there. There you go. Get it in there. <laughs> uh second year in a row, we get JBL. Up in the balcony, um, 
fans chanting that he sucks dick. Yeah, and he calls him out on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh he says, I don't see any women here. This is that tells you all you need to know when you're talking yeah. about yelling about a, a man's orifice that there's no women here. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Uh, he just he had a he just hauled off. I loved every damn bit of it. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's really good. Talk shit about fucking up blue meanie. Like it's <laughs> it's great, man. Last last year I was in the ring beating on a fat blue haired guy, and I, and I and I left him bloody. And what did they do, Jeff? What did they do to him? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> they didn't do shit to him because he's the fucking man. I mean, no lies were told. Not not one. He's talking shit to Taz about was it leaving SmackDown. He's like, you better be glad you <laughs> left because they're going to have to fire you because they brought me in to be the new announcer on SmackDown. And then <laughs> he tells him to take his phone. He, he tells Taz to take his phone book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a heat magnet, man. And that, like ECW was, if you wanted anybody to get heat in ECW, like if, if he could have wrestled Taz just like Lawler did, just oh, the promos leading up to that would have been fucking money. Yes. Yes. He's the guy that everybody in there wants to hate. And he's talking about ECW's in his backyard of New York, and this is where all the <laughs> trash come. And then Taz is on commentary. He's like, he's from Texas. And then he's like, my award-winning Fox News TV show. And then, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. License to print money right there. And it's just, yes. I love JBL. That's why my name right now, no one can see it, but you guys, is JBL Mark. Like, he's not the best wrestler of all time, and sometimes his commentary was fucking annoying. Screaming out Maggle, Maggle. But I loved I love the JBL character. I may get shit from that from Eddie and people, but I love the JBL character. No, I I think the JBL character is good. I think it's it's I would argue it's underrated. Like, are there a ton of things you can talk shit about it for? Like, yeah, sure. But if you just take everything like you know, as a whole and then tally it up. Yeah, it, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's way better than him being an acolyte or him being a, a <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Being a Dustin uh, Hawk Bradshaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. New Blackjack. Yeah, mm-hmm. Blackjack. Yeah, this J, his JBL stuff is his best stuff, if you ask me. And, and, and people don't talk enough about the evolution of him as a character to that point. Like he went from Justin Hawk Bradshaw to knock off a of Stan Hansen, a cheap knockoff. To a new blackjack, to being part of the NWA angle, to being an mm-hmm. acolyte, then being the APA, then being the blonde haired APA, and then becoming JBL. Like his character development and stuff. Like people talk about Jericho and changing with the times, but JBL always seemed to be changing a little bit too. Like even dramatic changes, like whole different gimmicks. I mean, some of them didn't work, some of them did, but. From an acolyte to the JBL character is fucking huge difference. And he made both work and could yeah. go back and forth between the two if he needed to. I'm with you. I'm all about some JBL. Those aren't from hell. 
Damn it. Up next, we have the Extreme Rules match uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship between your heavyweight champion, Rey Mysterio, uh, taking on Sabu. Dude, he is not. He is not um, the heavyweight champion. He's just the world champion. World champion. They did that a lot during his run during this because he wasn't a quote-unquote heavyweight. They just dropped that from everything they were talking about, and he was just the world champion. His run as world champion is so disappointing. Like, even... Like, he wrestles Kali. Like, he never has any title defenses that end in, like... A legit finish for him as a victory, as a win. He just looks like a weak, small man that looked his way into being world champion. That's all it is. Yeah, which is like what you want, like like a, a, a initially, and then like you said, then he gets it, and like they just book him. They couldn't book him any worse than they fucking booked him. It was just awful. It's so bad. You you literally took a guy that everybody loved, and like like that's why it works because it was very Mysterio. And everybody loves him. And then he gets the belt. And then you just, yeah, uh, we don't, sorry, bud. We don't have anything for you. No, you're champion, but you're going to fucking lose pretty much to every match or get dominated by everybody you defend your belt against. And him and Kali was trash. He was bleeding through the mask. Him and Mark Henry was trash. It's, it's just, I don't know, man. I always felt bad for him at this point because he was on fire and they, they fucked him, snuffed him out. Did they ever? You did get a figure out of this gear, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's who's the referee for this match? It's Nick Patrick, isn't it? Goddamn right, it yeah. is. Nicky P. He's taller than both of them. Oh yeah, because yeah, your boy Nick Patrick's fucking <laughs> six two or six three, six four, and cover the ground he walks on. Um. It's about halfway through this, and Nick Patrick throws up the X, and they're like, fuck it, and they just keep going. I'm like, okay. I think he I mean, got confused which, which table spot was supposed to be the spot. Yeah, I for... think so, because right before this, um, Mysterio hits like a um, seated senton through Sabu through the table. Mm-hmm. And... Guess we just keep rolling from that because a few minutes later, um, uh, Ray standing on the table and Sabu DDTs him through the table, which is on the outside. Um, crazy spot though. Well, well, before yeah. you get to, but before you get to that, thirty seconds before that, Sabu throws in the chair at it, like you know how Sabu throws chairs, and he just clocked him right on the fucking head. He fucking I mean, throws it, chairs how he how he snorts coke fast and furious. I mean, it just sounded awful. Yeah. Like, absolutely awful. Yeah. Well, if I was Ray and they were like, hey man, you gotta wrestle Sabu, um, no fucking way. <laughs> just there's no No, your response has has to be um how many lines does he bump tonight? Well, I I just need to know. I, I need to be paid double. <laughs> Or triple because there's no way. I mean, it's just no like, way. And the man, <laughs> the man's got a burn mark on his face in the match, so it's like his crack pipe blew up on him before the match happened. So he's extra pissed off. 
Oh, Jeff, Jeff, it's it's ECW. You're not getting paid. <laughs> well, yeah, but this well, you're right. This is watered down ECW, but you're right. But yes, uh, but, yeah. but who knows? Who knows though? And and Sabu's coming off the match with Cena too, isn't he? Like they just had a match on like that that WWE versus we... ECW special or whatever. Yes, yes. So like Sabu's in a heck of a little run here. Challenging for then, both titles. Then there's like a you know like the you know Sabu does the jump up chair under both uh, the, the double leg you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. leg drops and like he just did it on Ray Mysterio's head like he just he just like fell on his he head. Did. That's the thing about Sabu like he didn't care he was hitting you with a move and you're gonna take it whether you fucking want to or not. Like, you're taking the fucking move. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the move that I this is the move that I would like like to do, please. (laughs) He's got like fuzzy gold tights on, which was weird looking too. Uh Uh-huh. So let's see here. It's not like Nick Patrick never fucked up a finish, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I will say when he when he hit fucking Sabu with that seated Tinton, he caught him all fucking head, dude. Like Nothing yeah. on the chest, like all no. fucking head. No, right on his fucking skull. Which Sabu was complaining about his shoulder, so I guess Dick mm. Patrick thought he fucked his arm or something. Maybe, maybe that was why he's throwing the X. But and then the and know. then and then the DDT was fucking gnarly too. Like it was beautiful though. It was it so was. fucking cool looking. It was. But like I I, I think this this these two guys here have a great, like, their sizes are the same. They've got the same kind of move set as far as jumping around, flying off stuff. So they match yeah, they up can. really well together. Yeah, they can move. Yep, yep. Just, just, um, it's kind of a dream. I think, I think Taz says it on there. It's like a dream match because these guys never touched when they were, it was originally in ECW. But, I mean, I would have loved to see these guys go at it again mm-hmm. with a definitive finish. It's a good point because the DDT threw through the table prompts all the doctors to come out, and the one doctor is like, "No, they cannot fight anymore." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, the dude looks like fucking Fauci. <laughs> yeah, <the doctor>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good pull. Uh, like, but yeah, this no. this finish tells you everything you need to know about yeah. the new ECW. <laughs> Yes, yep. this is this is the spot I was talking about. Great match, and they fuck it. Oh God! Just watch the triple jump where he kneed him right in the face when it came off the rope, uh, mm. uh, uh, off the chair onto the rope, then knee to the to the head. Yeah, yep. <laughs> he yeah. misses yep. his whole body. It's a right yep. fucking head. Yep. Oh God. Yeah, this match was good, and then they fucked it up with the finish. It's no contest. Doesn't need to be that way. You have your, you have a world champion against Sabu, and you can't make it to where your world champion at least wins. Come on, either by hook or crook, like they could have both took the DDT, and he pins him, like throws an arm over and wins the match somehow. Like I just, and that's thing is, this is an extreme rules match. There are no fucking endings like that in extreme rules matches. That shit didn't happen in the old ECW. Even when Taz went through the fucking ramp, Bam Bam Bigelow pulled his yep. ass out and pinned him. Like, yep. 
like that's not how ECW works. And that's why when I watched this the first time, when I watched it live, I was like, yep, the new ECW is never going to work if they're going to do shit like this. And it it just, Mm -hmm. that's not what ECW is, is or is about. No, absolutely right. And I completely agree. This was when you take a look at the new ECW, you're like, I don't know about this. But even if you, even if you were still sold, after this, it, it it doesn't take long for you to realize after the fact. This is not your daddy's ECW. The, time, the timing on that DDT, though, man, it had to be it's perfect. Yeah. Like the tables kind of, kind of slides out from under him, but Sabu jumping off, holding the balance and catching him on the head, like it could have went wrong in so many damn ways. Oh, so many been. ways. Thanks for coming. Lights out <laughs> for a long time. Get out of here, you bow tie <clears throat> bitch. Start talking about the doctor. He's on my he's on my screen right now. They cannot wrestle anymore. They cannot wrestle anymore. Yeah, he was so so dramatic. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> well, we get the video package for our next match. Cool. Um, which is originally supposed to be Mick Foley and Edge taking on Terry Funk and everybody's favorite who doesn't take a choke slam, Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> oh man, how are you a pro wrestler? You don't take a goddamn choke slam. You got Sting oh, in man, the ring. Back hurts. You got Sting getting power bombed every week by by um. Brian Cage, uh, you can't uh, take a choke slam. Okay. Why don't you ask Hogan why he won't he won't jump for a choke slam for the Undertaker? <laughs> Three inches off the ground. If that, if that, look, that, that was all Taker, all Taker. Oh Brother. man, so good. So the heels out first. Uh, Mick Foley is saying because they're telling him that he sold out. He says, "I did sell out. I sold out Madison Square Garden." I love that line. Yeah, loved it. Th- this whole this whole bit here was what I enjoyed because you usually don't see this side of Mick Foley. I mean, you do, but but I just enjoyed him here, kind of having a go at people, at the fans, you know. Agreed. Yeah. Um, he goes from that and he says uh, he was sorry for trashing ECW because he loved it um, when it was run by a visionary and true creative genius. Let's hear it for Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, you never really get to see Mick Foley or, or whatever iteration he is. Like, actually, him heal it up Long and like live the alliance. Long live the alliance. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so great. Good. It's great. I had forgot that he said Stephanie. I was expect. I was thinking Todd Gordon. I was always gonna say Todd Gordon get some cheap heat. And then when he said Stephanie, I was like, oh fuck yeah, I remember this uh, now. Uh huh. So good. Like I love. I love Hill McFoley because he's still doing like kind of corny shit, but it's like needling this ECW crowd like really. Good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I didn't become a three-time world champion, an eight-time tag champion, and like he just keeps going through it. And he says, "I certainly did none of that in ECW." I was like, "Awesome! I fucking love it." Good. 
well, trust me, um, your boy Edge comes out here and cuts a <laughs> cuts a <laughs> cuts a pretty, 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 pretty good one. <laughs> The line yeah. he said, the line he, oh, go, 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 you got it, go ahead. No, you're good, because I'm probably going to miss, miss it, but um, Edge and Lita do come out next. Um, it says that the ECW fans Christmas is Jewish, fat, and bald. Yeah. <laughs> he also says, um, God, what's he say? Okay, he says, uh, he said, wow, he said, and y'all, you guys, are you fans are going to run yep. to the internet? You know, and and cry, yeah. and then look up a girl. You know, uh, you know, like or what? Like he's gonna, gonna message your like, fake girlfriends about yeah. the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're actually yeah. dreaming about my my actual real girlfriend or something like that, and he fucking just like tongue lashing. What's her face, Alita? <laughs> it's it's just it's great. It's absolutely great. Yeah. Um. He says. Um, how they're gonna text their imaginary girlfriend and then go on to the internet to pleasure themselves looking at his yes. actual girlfriend. It's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> you forget just all the iterations of, of Edge. You forget uh, at least I did. I speak for myself. I didn't forget about the radio superstar, but boy, man, uh, he is not made for this world anymore <laughs> no no not at all his oh, o, his 06 run is some heat magnet stuff dude it's yeah. so good it's hard not to like him or like like yeah. or get entertained by what he was doing yeah yeah that's yeah. a full-on hill guy at this point so i was all for edge like at this point i was like man i love i love some edge this match and the stuff he's doing with Beulah, I mean, it is. You could never get away with it. <laughs> Dude, uh, we'll sorry. get to it. That, yeah, yeah. That is some good <laughs> damn stuff. Um, Lita takes her turn. She's ripping on Funk and Tommy Dreamer. And then, of course, ECW fans, you're a crack whore. Yeah, I mean. Classic. Classic stuff. <laughs> it's bad to say classic stuff, but yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and then she says, sitting on Tommy Dreamer's face last show, it was probably better <laughs> for him than it was for her because of the skank he hangs around with. Ah, man. Yeah. And then I better, did... uh, what did she say? Better, I, this this time is a, is a different instance or something she says because the trash you hang around is the same as the trash you put in your mouth or something something like that i was like oh boy and then she's like tommy dreamer got more action by doing that than you all have in an entire year like talking about everybody in the audience like i was like oh fuck they're gonna have a riot on her hands here if they keep talking shit there is one in the front row but that's about it (laughs) um then that prom then that prompts the funker and dreamer to come out, and they are with Beulah McGillicuddy. Still looking fine. Oh, yeah. um, for the record, um, my friend back in the day is not listening to this, but if but if you are listening to this, fuck you. Um, because because <laughs> it was never about Francine, and it was always about Beulah, Jack. It was always about Beulah. <laughs> yeah, Beulah was, Beulah was the best one out of the ECW uh, extreme, or Vixens, as they call them now. Thank, thank you, Travis. Yeah. Um, Beulah cuts her promo, uh, calls Lee the slut, sends she like threesomes. Let's make it a three-on-three match. 
And then she says, it's either put up or shut up, bitch. And I'm like, <laughs> and then we get the uh, old adage, Catfight! And- Catfight. That's the whole yeah. reason for her being in them being in this match. So Joey Styles can yell catfight. I, yeah. I truly believe that. Um, they don't do a whole lot in it. I'm going to take the heat for this now if I have to. This is my match of the night. Fuck, fuck you guys. Um, I had... Jo- Look, and it's purely based on I had a ton of fun watching this match. Was it was it clean? No. Was it sloppy? Yes. Was it organized? No. Would you this is the match that you would watch again if you had to watch the show again? It's more uh, of an ECW match than any match in the car. Yeah. So I'm riding shotgun with you there, bud, because this is my yeah! match of the night as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's I, it's what Travis was saying earlier. I just can't like this at the edge in this whole thing. It's got edge. It's got funk. It's got Beulah. It's ECW. You know what I'm saying? Not so much edge, but like just his, his heel work and what he's doing in this. I mean, I just, I I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, let's just make it a clean sweep. I'll, I'll ride in the back. Yeah! Um, this this is my match tonight too, just because I feel like this is the most ECW thing on the card. Um, the the whole fucking extreme rules. If 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 Ray and Sabu would have had a finish, I think that would might have been my match of the night, just because they yeah. were pulling out some crazy shit in that match. But like the promo was ECW. Like the, I mean. Not Dudley Boy esque of exciting riots, but they're like cutting on the crowd. They're cutting on women. They're getting yeah. a chance to get the crowd involved. It's hardcore mayhem, barbed wire, blood, fire. It's it's fucking ECW. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Girl bumps. And, yeah, and I know sexual innuendos. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's got it all. All driving. I, and Jeff, Not... I know that you are um, a big edge edge head for this match. Um, the Funker is the MVP for this thing because it look he takes a really nasty it looked it looked like an eye injury, but so he gets taken to the back and it's like oh the faces are down they're getting their asses kicked and then through the crowd taped up like he's a damn soldier he's got that barbed wire two by four held above so you can only see the like the top third of Funker's face. His arm with the barbed wire, two two by four, and he's just walking through the ECW what? crowd, and it was such a well done shot. And he's fucking covered in blood, like yes! he's just covered in blood. He's got his head wrapped up with his eye wrapped up, and like people are just touching him, like yeah, like they're all over him, and he's fucking just covered in his own blood and probably everybody else's. It's it, it, again, like Travis said, ECW. EC fucking it, W. It's where Foley takes the barbed wire and like grates it across his eye. That's what causes mm, the, the whole yeah. like eye injury thing. But like yeah. one of my and one of my favorite spots of the match is like they try to whip Foley into the barbed wire and he stops himself. Like it, mm-hmm. it's such a hill move. Like we want to see you go into this, but you have the wherewithal to still stop yourself from going into the barbed wire and then you turn around and you end up fucking up Terry Funk with the barbed wire instead. Like, there's some pretty gnarly barbed wire spots in this match where they drop, they keep dropping the board on Tommy Dreamer. They're dropping mm. the boards on Funk. 
they even drop the boards on Foley. I think I think Edge is like the only one that doesn't really get the barbed wire in the match, but they take some hellacious spots of that barbed wire and even Foley at the end. But man, um, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Just that if if anybody is wanting to seek out a match on this card to watch, just just to enjoy everything that's going into it, this is it right here. Co hardcore yeah. champions, by God. Co hardcore champions. Yeah. And yeah. you get this spot with Foley, who gets knocked through the barbed wire table to the outside. And then Edge knocks the Funker like onto Foley, but like still through the barbed wire. So, like, they're both stuck in this barbed wire. I don't want to say massacre, but it, it's a. It's a fucking sight to see, and you've got you know Funker after the match, who's like yelling at people to cut him out of it. It's like it's so brutal, but it's not like anybody's stabbing each other with forks or pulling bricks out or anything like that. This is an ECW match. Yes, um, another thing, Travis, of what you to piggyback off what you said earlier too but not like this is this is an actual ecw match but this is an ecw they pull the barbed wire board like out the uh you know from under the ground and it has barbed wire on it and there's those those cuts in the sides for them to handle like for them to, mm-hmm. for them to hold on to it. it yeah <laughs> like wait wait what well, we and, got a got bigger budget they usually do and one of the biggest heat moments is is when foley pulls out Sako like the anti-hardcore part of it. He pulls out Sokka and then hits Beulah with, with fucking Sokka and then Dreamer fires up. Yep. It's it's just good shit, man. They hit Dreamer in the balls with the, the, the barbed wire covered bat. Like that dude's balls have to look like a mangled mess at this point in his career. It's just, it's, I don't know, man. There's nothing else you could really say about it being that it's, besides it being ECW to give it that compliment because... Yeah, no, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Um Beulah <laughs> Beulah eats a spear from Edge and like like legs up mid missionary pins her and the ref before he starts counting is like, what the hell is wrong with you? Oh, he's 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 just thrusting on top of her with, with the yeah. pin. Like, oh I just <laughs> each, it's just each pinfall he's thrusting harder until it's over with. <laughs> and then don't he, don't don't forget where he has her like the damn pump handle slam position yes. in the middle of the ring, bent like, over. Yeah, well, but and then before that, she's like on her knees and he grabs her head and he like puts it to his crotch. I'm like, yes, yes, Edge, yes. I, th- I think Funk kind of missed the spot on that because she's in that damn pump handle spot for her mouth thirty <laughs> seconds. Yeah, but yeah, I was like, she she's a good sport for the match too. But man, she got. Had done a lot worse, probably in the old ECW than than this. But well, she, comes she out was of, she was no. always taking bumps back in the day. Like God, she was always taking bumps. He comes out of retirement for that though, <laughs> to get thrust upon by Edge, and he's just like bouncing. It's fucking wild. Boy, is he ever! He's a radar superstar, man. Can't give a fuck. On this day, he sees clearly. We look backstage into a stairwell where WWE champion John Cena is standing. Can 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 I get a one one star rating for this show though? What was that tag match rated? 
Um, we're talking about the uh, we're not wait the six person tag or the tag six person tag. We're, we're talking about the fuck Dave Meltzer rate. Um, there is not a grade given. What? What did he not watch the show? Um, he has a grade for every other match on this card except for Taz, Lawler, and then this. What? Why this? Oh, fuck you, Dave. God dang it. I bet his match of the night's freaking Rey Mysterio and Sabu. Dave Meltzer. I'm going to double Dude, check. Dude, how can this. you not give that a rating? Like, that's pretty much everything that ECW encompasses. He rates he, everything. He hates ECW anyway, so. Well, he does. That's fair. He always has, always will. Um, his highest rated match. Also, also, side note, side note too. Um, the, my point of Uncle Dave, how he used to hate ECW, which is fine, which is fair, but then like all this other shit that AEW is doing now is completely fine. Hey man, it's it's cool to have a Texas Death Match, uh, exploding barbed wire match, all this other stuff. And at least ECW was doing it for the first time to to, to some extent. He'll, he'll use some logic like he didn't rate it because Terry Funk shouldn't have been in there because he was 60 and they took advantage of him or something. Yeah. Holier than thou moral ground that he doesn't yep. fucking have. Yep. <laughs> yep. I don't want to disres- disrespect um, Terry Funk. Wait. I don't want to disrespect wait. Funker. Fuck Uncle Dave. <sighs> and fuck, uh, I'm at this point too. Fuck Brian Alvarez, bitch ass too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw Wade Keller in there too, piece of shit. Yeah, like at least, like at least Uncle Dave at some point in time, like was. I mean, like he's still legit to some extent. Like he's still a Russian wrestling aficionado. Like I'll give him that. But fuck you, Brian Alvarez, because you're just a fucking weasel. He see mooches <laughs> off of Dave Meltzer at this point. Wah, 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 weasel. Dooley. Ah. <laughs> that weasel dooley. <laughs> well, up up next, a match that I cried for. Um, it's an extreme rules match between Balls Mahoney and Masato Tanaka. Mm. Um, I'm going to be real quick on this. Um, Balls Mahoney is fucking trash. Um, and I'm not saying that because I'm a Masato Tanaka mark. Um, Tanaka deserved better. This match is not good. Well, once I saw Tanaka with balls, I was like, why? <laughs> I thought I saw Tanaka with balls. They well, must have ball, not balls Mahoney. They must have <laughs> not been able to get awesome or something again. Like I just I'm a, I was cod, man. This match really didn't make sense. And then number two is like it wasn't good. Like, so, Masato so, Tanaka's better than that. So, I I actually thought it was better than, like, again, let me preface this. This match isn't good. But if you'd have told me, like, hey, Balls Mahoney's going to wrestle Masato Tanaka, I'm like, oh, God. But it actually wasn't as bad as I thought it could have been. If Does that make sense to you guys? Like, mm. again, it, it, it it's not good. That's not what I'm saying. But when you got... A guy like Balls Mahoney, it could have went a hell of a lot worse than this. Well, and it's, it's kept short and sweet, so it can't really. That's yeah, that's probably, it, probably like, a bit. 
it's it's a kind of a good come down after that tag match, but like you're bringing in Masato Tanaka for for that, like that that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like he he could have done so much more than wrestled Ball, Balls Mahoney Balls Mahoney and take one chair shot to the head, which he took that motherfucker like a champ. He dented the fuck out of that thing over him. But I'm he just does just not a huge. Balls Mahoney fan. I was never a fan of Axel Rotten and his tag team or anything like that. Because, no. God, if you ever hear me on Wrestling Ruin back in the day talk about the Taipei death match and Axel and Ian Rotten's bullshit, like mm-hmm. I pretty much wished. Mm-hmm. Car Fuck accident. Ian Rotten, that piece of shit. <laughs> Taipei death match. Ca- <laughs> I wish car wrecks upon those gentlemen. So, oh yeah. my God. It's, it's, uh, Oh, he's bad. right, but he's right though. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. I can't listen, I I can't be out here fucking motherfucking John Boxley and giving fucking Ian Rotten and, and Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney a pass. So that's true. Can't do, can't do it. Jeff, you can do whatever you want. This it's your it it's your show. <laughs> also, guys, I don't know if y'all noticed, but Moxley was bleeding at a wrestling revolver show while Punk was on Collision Saturday night. Thanks to Bleeding uh, John for letting people know about that. Bleeding John always being plugged into the streets. Yeah, he's keeping up with it, man. He's got he's got wrestling promotions following him now. Wrestling Revolver, apparently, big fans. Hmm. Well, Moxley can go fuck himself. Balls can go fuck himself. <laughs> um, balls wins. Not not a match. I'm ready to move on. Um, video package for our WWE Championship match. RVD was the Money in the Bank briefcase holder at this point. He challenged Cena for the WWE Championship for this event. So shall it be written, so shall it be done. Um, up next, though, is not said WWE Championship match. Um, this is Eugene. To me, this is the worst fucking thing on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like yeah. following up. Nothing like watching last show and having Evad and then following up with Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> At least they are arm wrestling this time. I bet poetry is almost as bad. Yeah. Uh, it is. I mean, like... Um, I get why they listen. You probably didn't want you didn't have budget time or whatever, so you needed the same man in here. Like at some point, cool. I just don't get why um, Eugene had to do it. I guess maybe you could say none of the boys wanted to do it. All right, so hey, you're out here for two minutes, and then fucking same man comes out here and starts fucking treating your head like a like a you know like it's a pinata. But I don't know. Well, this is kind of on Eugene's decline, isn't he? He was like hot in 05. And then, he, isn't that when he wrestles Triple H at SummerSlam in 2005? I want to say. I think so. The also, ex- too, also too, I, I hadn't seen him in a while. I forgot, but it popped the hell out of me when I realized that the jacket was inside out. And, and uh, like, buttoned wrong. Not yeah. Even, like, on button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm really see, you can see in the Eugene on the backs backwards. I'm I'm really surprised <laughs> they didn't start chanting 
some mentally handicapped word of this guy right here. Oh, <laughs> I, they probably did. They probably uh, edited no. that off. Oh, but they, yeah, they, they they must have because I'm telling you, I turned it up and just it was waiting for it. I was like, oh, they've got to be yelling it right. They didn't, or they did, or it was you know. And that first fucking kendo stick hit me. Same man cracks the fuck out of Eugene. He had to get the Uncle Eric line in, though. I respect that. That was, that was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. He told me I was, all, I was like, all these ECW fans. <laughs> Which tells you all you need to know. The, the, listen, the work he's actually doing is actually pretty good. <laughs> and to know he's about to get, he, he knows he's about to get caned the fuck out of, too. Like, that's, oh, that's the fucking... other thing, man. Oh, you know it. You know it. Because you know same man's gonna like he's just I seen him at an MCW show and um God who who did he hit? Was it I can't remember. But boy, he came the hell out of somebody. I mean, he just God he swung at Demi like fucking baseball bat. Let's see. It looks like Cod's about to go off on Eugene. Uh, I mean, <laughs> wasn't wasn't great. MCW, no, fine. Um, not anything that I particularly care about. Um, just more annoying than anything. Um, Sandman comes out, beats the shit out of him. Segment, segment over. I hate Sandman's music. I really hate that it's not Inner Sandman. Yeah, well, yeah. So I mean, maybe copy like copywriter, like like what's yeah. This this mm-hmm. whole damn pay per view was like that. Yep. Well, and they never they never got to use it in the new ECW anyway. But yeah. Well, don't forget, and this is a Paul Heyman admission as well. But a lot of the ECW theme songs they had, they didn't have the license to, or they didn't Natural have the rights through. to play it. Yeah, I mean, fuck. I, that played through fucking every New Jack match. You. They couldn't play it on the network now at all. East, watching old ECW is hard sometimes because they don't have yes. that music and it's it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I did oh, see Vlad way. in the front row, guys. He's he's here. Oh fuck! Oh boy. Well, here we go. It's championship match time. Big fight feel. You get RVD comes out first. Um, obviously, this is very much so in terms of crowd reaction. Um, with cheers and booze to CM Punk and John Cena. But then once Cena comes out, it's definitely an ECW-esque crowd. Um, and then you get the infamous look at the sign of, if Cena wins, we riot. Um, yeah, so this is our main event. Uh, what did everyone think about it? I'll say right quick before we start that. I kudos to the network for not editing out the like "fuck you" Cena signs and stuff like that. At least they kept that in there. Yeah, um, I was I, I was surprised I, also about that. I re- I really was. All these middle fingers, all the all the chants, all the what like, well, "fuck you" Cena's. Travis is either that or they just well no 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 they they had to because they they um they blurred over Edge said something that they that they. Yeah, well, they they did something in the Balls Mahoney match too when he went out of the ring. I think he said "all oh, fuck" or something when he hit the yeah. the apron. But like they didn't blur the signs. Like, there's a couple of like homophobic signs out there. Yeah, no, you, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. 
but could I mean kudos for that. They did they did leave that in there, leave the atmosphere in there, but some of the stuff I could see they did not let continue to cross the line. But I'll let uh you guys take this one to take this match first. John Finnegan. Slow um, moving. Yeah, I'm with you, Cod. So obviously I didn't like the end because it was overbooked, but mm. The the it's like the last five, six, seven minutes. I just wanted that the whole I mean maybe not the whole time because you can't can't keep up that pace, but yeah, it it just not that it was off, but yeah. it just took took forever to get to to where you wanted it to go. Now again, once it got there, it was it was pretty good. Um and it's weird seeing, not weird, but it's just odd seeing Cena in this like kind. And well, I mean, kind, he's pretty much heel, you know. He's working mm-hmm. heel. He hits the ref. He hits RVD, knocks him off the ropes, so he hits his nuts. I mean, it's just I, I actually enjoyed. I actually enjoyed that. I was like, damn, I forgot Cena can have a little, got a little edge to him. But uh, yeah, crowd loved it. I mean, I guess. I mean, obviously, we know what happens here, and. RVD takes care of himself, but <laughs> fucks himself over. But this is this was definitely the right decision here, and the crowd was the crowd was hot for this, and um, yeah, right decision. I I'm kind of with you guys on this like slow moving. I feel like they play to the crowd almost too much. Yep. Once they see how hot that crowd is, like they know they're not going to have to do much, and that they could play the the fact that the crowd hates hates Cena enough that they don't have to do a whole lot at that point. But I will say I enjoyed the match for what it was once it picked up. I do feel like they kind of cheated RVD out of having that clean win mm. over Cena. Mm. I mean, they could have done the angle after the fact still uh, somehow, but I, I really would have loved to have seen RVD just get the win being RVD instead of having to have some kind of outside interference. But that's another thing. It's not an ECW show because – they would have figured out a way to get a finish off, then do that instead of trying to set up a WWE pay-per-view on an ECW mm. pay-per-view. Yep. Um, there was that one one botch in the match where they're trying to do something on the ropes, and the fans are like, he doesn't – they start a he doesn't fuck up chant for RVD, even though he did fuck up. thought that was pretty cool. Like, I don't know what he's trying to do, but he had him tangled in the ropes, and they're like, he doesn't yeah. fuck up or something. Like, they started that small chant, which I thought was a cool little touch, but – I mean, I just – I was happy for RVD to get it. I felt like he had deserved it before this point. Like, he – Yeah. He was, he yeah. was a guy that could have been world heavyweight champion during Triple H's reign of terror if it even was just for a month or something. But um, I was I was happy for RVD even though he fucked himself over <laughs> about three weeks after this. But – He did. Um, this, cra- this match is more about the crowd than actually what's going on in the match. Like, It'll forever be replayed. Cena throwing the the shirt and it being thrown back to him like six times, the hat being thrown back to him a couple of times, and then RVD just kind of standing in the corner smirking. So, um, yeah, I, I like the I like the match. It's just kind of like you guys, it's a little slow for what it what it could have been. That's got to be a great feeling too, because you know that happens with the with the shirt and the hat and. You just know. I mean, I know they know they're professionals, but it's just like you got them, and mm-hmm. not that you got them like they're tricking them or anything like that. Like no, but like 
like you said, Travis, I mean, they could do whatever the hell they wanted to at that point, you know, and, it, and it, it, it wouldn't matter. It is like you said, too. It is cool seeing Cena be hillish. Cause like, I just watched the spot where he knocks out Finnegan, knocks out the ref. And yeah. then, like, he's, he says, what you going to do about it? And then he like just knocks the shit out of him. So it's kind of cool to see that heelish Cena come back in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that was missed, you know, later on in his career where he was just the, the white meat baby face for so long. But he um, wanted a triple H, he wanted a bigger run than triple H, but same deal. He just steamrolling people. Yeah. Just and it, it it's it's wild to see it, man. But like these fans hated the hell out of Cena. Not even the kids, man. There's not even a kid there that's like, I'm a John Cena fan. Like they're afraid they're gonna get their ass beat in the crowd if they say that, but good for R V D just just a weird, weird ending to what could have been an even better match than it was. Yeah. And it sucks for RVD, man, because he was if there was one guy you could take from ECW and make a million dollars with, it's RVD. Oh yeah. And then like was it JBL earlier we in the promo JBL cut he said that that WWE made RVD, like ECD ECW didn't make RVD. Uh yeah. WWE did and like that just dug at everybody. But yeah. And he, even he, he's their guy. And for that, like, even JBL knew, like, you know, RBD can go. Like, (laughs) one of these things, like, in the whole ECW, one of these things ain't like the other. And fucking RBD, man, God, in this heyday. I mean, he's in this heyday here in 06, but that stuff where he's jumping from. TV champion era, ECW. Yeah, man. He's jumping with Jerry Lynn and Sabu before they're a tag team. He's jumping from the fucking ring from the turnbuckle outside like four rows and like a lot, a lot of guys can't do that you know um in, in a world of where everybody loves star matches and flippity floppity um god rvd was 20 years too early probably oh yeah he would have been still in the show even now uh, like yeah kenny yeah. omega wouldn't have held a star or like a candle to him if he'd have been nah, in today's prime, if he'd prime rvd in today's era like I know there's going to be some mad marks out there, but I don't really give a shit. I stand by that. RVD could have put on a fucking match with anybody in today's era in prime yep. RVD time. Yep, I'm with you. Agreed. Yeah, but overall, the finish, um, Ed Spear Cena through a table. Of course, he's in a biker helmet, so you don't know that it's Edge, but then you find out it's Edge. Um, Edge had previously just hit Nick Patrick, so no referee. So Heyman slides in, covers, pins for the one, two, three, and he's your champion, and everybody celebrates. Yeah. We'll give it, we'll give it to commentary for saying don't be – like pretty much don't be a good guy here, RVD. Take take your shot. Be the champion. Take your shot. Don't don't be don't be don't be a stand up guy. That's what Taz says. And then he pins him and Paul Heyman counts, which makes no sense because Paul Heyman's not a fucking referee. Nope. Also uh um another thing that I forgot to touch on too before we get out of here. Uh it's weird it's not weird, but now we're used to seeing Paul Heyman as the wise man, who's great. He's just great, but it's it is kind of refreshing to see him here as actually like Paulie, you know, 
I think mm-hmm. you forget over the years with him being Brock Lesnar's advocate and this, that, and the other, and all of that. But man, he's so good too when he's just Paulie dangerously. You know what I'm saying? And and the emotion when they had like he's handing the belt to RVD is is real. Like that 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 to me is real emotion. That that picture of RVD with his arms out waiting for Paulie to hand him the belt is an iconic image for anybody that has watched this show. Like it's yeah. It's, it's RVD finally getting his shot to be the champion, and yeah. fucking fucking Big Show had to come out. To be fucking John Cena, like which, which is few and far between. Always apparently, really, honestly. Yep. And RV, RVD, an ECW guy, beat him on an ECW pay per view with with everything else going on. It's, it's it's big big stuff. Well, I think that closes the book out on this one, gents. Close out um, the last true ECW one night stand. Um, overall thoughts on the show? Last minute thoughts? Uh, I enjoyed it. It has ups and downs. It obviously, wasn't the greatest, but um, between this main event and the Edge shenanigans. I was I was all for it. It's it's like we said at the beginning of the show. It's a this is a WWE produced ECW show. It's not like 05 where it was an ECW show produced for WWE programming. Like mm-hmm. you you could tell the difference night and day. Like I enjoy the show. I enjoyed the show. Like like Jeff said, ups and downs. The the Ray Mysterio Sabu match really leaves the taste in your mouth for what ECW is about to become um, and w- what the WWE's thoughts were going to be on that. So um, they had some opportunities to have a lot better matches than they did, but it's a serviceable show. It's it's a good watch to go back and see stuff. It's um, not a five-star classic or anything like that, but it's got good wrestling on it. It's something you can put on the TV and watch and enjoy it. You don't have to force yourself to watch it like Great American Bash 1995 or Lockdown 2010. <laughs> just some just just some more classics we've churned out. Yeah. Uh, um all right. Well, Travis, on that note, um, what do you got going on? Where can the people find you? What's what's up? Um, not much, man. Uh you can find me on the Twitter at Travis Lasseter. Um, just over there pretty much retweeting the shows that I'm on and putting my wrestling opinions out there for the world to see. Uh, still got the eBay store going hard at TGL, the man 12, look me up on there for wrestling memorabilia and such that is moving down the line. Um, uh, got a bunch of magazines. I'm getting ready to put up some old school stuff for that. See what that does. I'll be my first time into that foray. Mm. Um, tomorrow night we will start covering, we will cover, um, the, Triple threat match from WrestleMania 2000 or 16, whichever, which is your preference. Mm. Uh, Benoit versus Angle versus Jericho for the Intercontinental and European titles. Um, it's it's a good match. I think I'm going to have a, a little bit of a hotter take on that match than I have uh, any other one we've had on the show because mm. watching it back, Ooh. I had had um, mixed feelings watching it back from from what I remember it, or maybe I had rose colored glasses with a little bit, but. 
We'll discuss that on the uh, wrestling recommendations. Check us out on Twitter at wrestling recom C O M M on that. Uh, and on the Tiki talk at wrestling recommendations, we're putting stuff up for that. So Eddie usually handles the TikTok, my cohort in crime. So he'll be putting up some stuff for that. And hopefully we'll get that knocked out of the park tomorrow night and be ready for our next spin at the will of destiny. Excellent stuff. Um, Jeff, what do you got going on? Where can the people find you? What's up? Same old stuff. Jeff M. Hall 1 on the Twitter machine. I, too, or else am also on there putting up my wrestling um, opinions, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, yeah, same old stuff. Good stuff. You can follow the show at WPPod1 on all socials. It'll be Twitter and TikTok mostly. Um, if you're on Twitter, you can keep up with um, Jeff and I's predictions at Forbidden Door this upcoming Sunday. You can watch me, your current reigning, defending, undisputed, undeniable predictions champion um, as... I do my best to defend it against Jeff. Uh, uh, I hoodwink him on some TNA stuff every now and again, but um, the stats and the numbers don't lie. We're pretty even with predictions overall. So, um, Call him for a title change. Call him uh, for a title yeah. change. Yeah, well, yeah. Get, get, your, get your popcorn ready because there's going to be some off-the-wall predictions mm. this weekend. Yeah, if they uh, tell you all the matches before they happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Enough is enough, and it's time for a change. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm out of nugget. Damn it. (laughs) Um, Please, if you do get a chance, um, a couple episodes back, we had the wonderful people on from Fight Pro. Uh, We had had Mr. Ernesto Osiris on, and we had the Tonys on talking about uh, some Fight Pro. So please go and check that out. That is currently in our top three of most listened episodes so please go add to that also coming up this uh tuesday actually it's next tuesday now holy smokes uh next tuesday uh we are ever so gracious to be welcoming uh logan easton laroe onto the show for an exclusive interview uh that right that is right <laughs> he's okay. lash laroe's fucking nephew uh, Damn I'll it. be sure to I'll be sure to bring that up. I'm 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 sure he'll be thrilled. Uh, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm uh, gonna chat. Where's Uncle Lash at the next NGW show? Full <laughs> match. I'm sure he'll be thrilled. Uh, but yeah, we will be chatting with him. Uh, so that episode will drop on Tuesday. We'll be talking with him some Fight Pro, some Next Gen. Um, we've seen him at VCW. Um, unfortunately, we've seen him at UEW because Chris Keith's a totally great guy um so we'll be talking about everything um everything under the sun so you won't want to miss that one um but as for our next episode um here on the retro review uh jeff is back it's back to us uh it's just us here for a little while um until we have travis back on in a couple weeks for uh Canadian Stampede. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jim Duggan uh, there. 
<laughs> is he really? <laughs> he's not there. He's fine. God damn it, he should he should have been. I mean, that's 97. He's probably in WCW already. Uh, um, but Jeff, uh yes. you and I, I hold this show very near and dear to me. Um, this was the first wrestling show that uh you and I attended together. Um oh, it yeah. Is a, yeah, it is Ring of Honor. Um, it is best in the world. 2018 um the show i might be looking at it because i haven't watched it since um might be with some you know rose tinted glasses here but if i remember correctly this show slaps oh there we go you heard it i'll i'll give you a little something on that watching shows live is completely different than watching it back on pay-per-view because I have never watched WrestleMania 33 back, and I was in attendance for the show. I, I've never watched it back on DVD. I went to Nine of Champions 2014, and I've never watched that show back because I feel like it will might change my thought process on the show when I went to it. So I can, I can kind of understand that, like not going back and watching things you attended live because could could affect the way you feel about spending that hard-earned money to go watch it so travis i would tell you you're 100 correct because i i i'm the opposite i've watched every show back that i've ever attended mm-hmm. <laughs> i watched the well, whatever the money in the bank where randy orton won and then cena beat um cena beat uh mark henry and then wrestlemania 29 and all the raws but yeah it's it's kind of cool it's just a different because your memory is telling you one thing but then you're like fan it's like when you watch it at your house, you're a fan, but when you're there, you're not a fan, which sounds completely different. Cause it sounds, I know it sounds like complete opposite. Well, at least, at least that's how my brain was. Understanding I, get what it, you're at saying. Least. I, I get what you're saying with it. You're like not critiquing it while you're there. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. I don't know. Cause, you, cause you're, you're there. Cause you're like, I'm, I'm here. I might as well enjoy myself to the max. Cause I yeah, maybe that's it. Go, so mm-hmm. I've watched certain matches back from, 33 like Seth Rollins and Triple H and of course the Hardy Boys segment is replayed over and over and the audio on the video will never do justice what I heard in that arena that night so like it's little things like that it's like do I want to go back and watch it and taint everything because like in my mind I know Reigns and Taker wasn't the best but I still have the, the moments of watching grown men around me crying thinking that was the end of the Undertaker's career so like it, it's it's wild because then it's like, man, all that got fucking ruined. I was there, and then fucking he came back, and I was like, son of a bitch. Yep. So, well, Travis, as always, we definitely appreciate you coming on, lending your expertise. Uh, How about that, we we, <laughs> uh, we can't wait to have you back on here in a few weeks for a Canadian Stampede. I know that's going to be an absolute blast. I I, I can't wait for that because I love WWF nineteen ninety seven. That is one of my favorite years in wrestling, which a lot of people's it is, but the Bret Hart Stone Cold team of Team USA versus Team Canada, Undertaker's world champ. That is that is my wheelhouse. That that is a year I love. And I could sit down and watch it from start to finish anytime. And it's it's just a great year. There we go. Beautiful. Well, we will the next time we'll see you is then. Um But until then, to you and everybody listening, thank you so much uh, for your continued support. 
and we will talk to you next time on the Wrestling Bureau's podcast. Yeah.